What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Today, we're going to be talking about saving for retirement and some recent research that came out that suggests that young people should not save for retirement. That's right. You heard me correct. The research is showing that young people should not save for retirement. This is something that... uh, My friend Tony Shore is probably going to have something to say about Tony. Yeah, Nobel Prize winning theory suggests that we should not be saving as young people. That cannot be correct. And considering you don't age, Tony, that means you should never save. What? Yeah, because I don't age. You're right. So I should not be saving for retirement. That doesn't make any sense. Young people, uh, isn't, haven't we said before in the show, though, Dan, that uh, the most common thing you hear, I wish I would have started saving earlier. <laughs> yeah. Funny you say that, right? Because that's true. That is something I hear a lot. I got an email from uh, Jonah at our office. He's young. He's in his 20s. And he sent me this article, which I put up here for everyone to read. Mm. Um, the title of the article is Many Young People Shouldn't Save for Retirement, says research based on a Nobel Prize winning theory. So I get this from TikTok or where's this from? No, no. actually, I I looked this up and then I remember I went back into my head. I said we talked about this before. Tony and I did a show and we did it in March of 2020. Ah, yeah, in March of 2020. That's when COVID hit. I'll put the show up here. It got swept away in the COVID craze. Yeah, it did. But I looked back on what we talked about, and we Mm -hmm. talked about the same concept that is mentioned in this article. And now that this article is new and fresh, people are looking at it saying, "Hmm, okay, all right, I need to to figure this out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, So here's, this research is based on the life cycle model, all right? So what I want to do is review the life cycle model and... The idea is that if you're in the low age bracket or the beginning of the life cycle model, saving for retirement is a no-no. Now, mm. let's let's take a step back mm. and refresh what the life cycle hypothesis is. This is from the 1950s. Modigliani, Modigliani, Franco Modigliani in the 1950s, he says... In a nutshell, people want a smooth, steady standard of living throughout their life. Right. So when you're young, you don't have the income, so you borrow. So you can live the way you want to live. And then as you get older, so you start with no income. As you get older, you have more income than you need. So that's when you save. And then you have the kids coming, you know, going to college and stuff like that. And then you go up again. As your kids leave the house, you have more money and you save. And then when you retire, you don't save anything, you spend. So you sp- it's kind of like a hump, mm. right? So the idea is when you're retired and when you're young, you don't save because it makes no sense according to this life cycle hypothesis. Yeah, I don't buy it. Um, 
Uh, I remember when we talked about that curve and talked about when you have more money, that's when you save. You shouldn't try to save when you don't have as much money. But what about the people who do start saving here and putting some money away? They can still reach those tops and then put more away. But I, I think what you're saying is you save more during certain times and less when you're first starting off or when you're young, not don't save at all when you're young. No, the, the, the hypothesis and the discussions in this article suggest you should not save when you're young. You should, in fact, do the opposite, which is borrow and, you know, um, don't put anything toward retirement. And they even talk about it, which we'll get to in a moment. 401k matching, not a good idea. You shouldn't even do that. Okay, that's so crazy. Ruffling some feathers here. But the question is, do we have the bulk of our savings in the middle age? And do we spend the most when we're young or old? Right. And I would say, yes, we do save the most during middle age because that's when we have our highest wages. But I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people live above their means anyway. So they don't save any at any point. And then. I don't think people spend the most when they're old. One of the hardest things, one of one part of my job, which is surprising to me, not anymore, but when I say it to my pr prospective clients, I say the hardest thing that I have for a lot of my clients in retirement is getting them to spend their money. Most people don't spend their money. They save. If they've grown up saving, then they continue to save in retirement. So um, they wind up passing that money onto the kids in reality yeah. to the next generation. So. I don't buy this spending flat spending curve. We've done shows on that spending in retirement doesn't go down, but it doesn't go up either. It stays where you're at for the most part, just mm. you're spending on different things. Interesting. So, so here's a quote from the director of this group that came out with this new article that I referenced here. His name is Jason Scott. Mm-hmm. He says, in economics, we assume that people prefer money today compared to money in the future. Sometimes this is called a time discount, time discount. So I agree with that. People want money sure. today yeah. more so than money in the future. Uh, that's the American way. <laughs> that is yeah. I want it now. An utter lack of delayed gratification. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the study and this life cycle hypothesis and this idea that you shouldn't save is based on this theory or, an, or, or this idea that people assume they want money now instead of the future, which is why lotto winners take the lump sum versus the annuity. Sure. Why people like the lump sum when they leave their employer instead of the pension. But just because people like it doesn't mean that's the smart financial decision to do. Right. Right. So I have a problem with this lack of delayed gratification. I almost feel like this study and this, this life cycle hypothesis is a justification for a lack of delayed gratification. People, of course, people want to have a steady lifestyle. They want to live high in the hog their whole life. Who doesn't? Right. <laughs> so just say, right. yeah, then don't bother saving because you don't have the money. You know, I. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, when we're young, uh, a lot of us, most people don't save 
for retirement when they're young. And it's because they want all their, they want all their money now. Right. And right. when you're young, you want it now. You're not thinking about the future, but that's not a good thing. I mean, it's one thing to say young people want their money now and they don't want to save for the future. That doesn't mean they shouldn't. Right. And, and here's another quote from, from the author. He said, young workers might consider instead of saving, but actually borrowing, securing a mortgage to buy a house rather than save for retirement. So again, here's another issue I have with this. The idea is you buy a house instead of saving for retirement. That mindset's got to go because I've we've done shows on how a house, home equity is part of retirement. It's the biggest right. asset for people. So when you say this money's for retirement versus this money is going in my home, those are two mutually exclusive things wrong. People all the time come to me looking to retire and their biggest asset is their house. How do we use that asset? Right. So that's actually a good people. I think that's a good piece of advice. Try to buy a home when you're young because that's an investment. You are investing in your future at that point. Right. But what I think the technical terms for investing versus a living, a living arrangement because here you're assuming that the housing equity is going to grow, which it should. You, if you take a mortgage, um, you're paying down the mortgage. So yeah. if the house maintains its value, you're building equity. So you are in a, in a way saving. I mean, as long um, as I've been alive, home prices have grown. So Right. And I don't see that changing. Now, then they may not go no. up as crazy or you may be in a lost decade which has happened, home prices, you know, uh, same with the stock market. There's been a decade where um, the things were flat. So I would have been better off living and going out and enjoying that extra meal out than saving because I got nothing to show for it. That's a bet. I mean, you can make that case. And I think that's what they're doing in this is to say, live while you're young. And But I don't like it. I don't like it because you're assuming no growth. Um, here. The author says early saving could have a benefit from the power of compounding, right? But the power of compounding is certainly irrelevant when after inflation interest rates are zero, as they have been for years, he says. So, okay. So to to say the power of compounding is amazing. I fully believe that. My, my oldest son works. He dish, washes dishes. I pushed him into this idea of if he puts money into a Roth IRA, because he has earned income, he's allowed, I will match it. He didn't jump at it because he is 15 years old. <laughs> right. right. He doesn't get the benefit. Yeah. He, I can beat, beat it in his head and say, listen, I'm matching. I'm giving you what you put 10 bucks in. I will put 10 bucks in free, no strings attached. But when I say, and when he starts saying, well, can I buy the car with it? Or can I, you know, buy an Xbox game with it? And I say, no, that's just for retirement. Already, boom, he's like, forget that. Yeah, I'm you not know, waiting until I'm 75 years old to touch right. that money. He's got 50 yeah. years. In his, in his head, yeah. But if I showed him, which I have, hey, let's take that 10 and look at when that $10, if you put in $10 now in 50 years when you're 65, that $10 is... a Two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, he starts to say, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" Right. So, his lifestyle—if he 
went to this life um, cycle hypothesis, he'd say, no, I want that $10 now so I can play, buy the Xbox game to play with my friends. I could buy the new sneakers to be cool and have a social standing with everyone and blah, blah, blah. Is he wrong? No. Um, But if he can live without that money, I don't see how that hurts him. And the case being made by this is that here's what they say. The principle is, should you save when you are relatively poor so that you can have more when you are relatively rich? The life cycle says no. And that's independent of how you invest. So with my son, the life cycle says, no way. Don't put money into the Roth. I don't care if your dad triples what you put in. You should spend it now because you don't have any money. You're poor. So spend it and then worry about saving when you have money. Mm. I just don't like it. I don't like it. Well, it builds unhealthy habits. What you just said would lead to unhealthy habits. So uh, the problem is what I've seen, because I have three children and they're, they've, they're, now they're almost all adults. I have one yet in, as a senior in high school. The other two are young adults. And what I've seen, and they're very different, each one of them. But uh, I see some have, you know, one of the three has really good spending traits and maybe one of the three does not. And the one that does not got into bad habits like immediate gratification, instant gratification, and that can permeate their lives. They can be 50 years old and hobbled by that. I wish my parents had done what you did or explained to me finances and made me value money more and value saving it more. They did not. Um, I learned instant gratification, and that's a really hard habit to break, to break that cycle. So well, this study is saying uh, the life cycle model says, well, I think what that that the cycle is, is immediate gratification, and that's going to be harder to break. Hey, you're young. You don't have any money, so spend what you do get now because you don't have any, and you can save later when you're making bank. Well, making bank might not ever happen because you get into that habit and then it turns from I'm going to make this and spend it on video games to I'm going to make money, but I'm not making enough to buy a new car or the stereo I want or redo my deck. So I'm going to go into credit card debt as adults. But don't worry because you're going to make more later to pay off that debt. It's kind of like the student loan debt. You get the degree, but okay, I'm not against college. Right. But if you're going into extreme debt to get a degree, that's not going to turn into something then maybe it's not a smart choice. So this whole life cycle assumes that you're going to have wages increasing because you're going to get into a profession that increases. But what if you don't, what if you cap out? What if, you know, and then you built this lifestyle that is way up here and your income's always here. You'll never get out, but the life cycle, um, hypothesis along with the research that they're showing says that's okay. And they say a couple of reasons. So I want to talk about forcing, cause you said you get in bad habits. They're suggesting that this auto enrollment into a 401k is bad. Here's what he says. If I didn't understand that I was being defaulted into a 401k plan and I didn't want to save, then I suffered a welfare loss. <laughs> I want to go to restaurant a and it's closed and I have to go to restaurant B I suffer a loss. Yeah, you do. You do. I, I, you can make the case that, hey, I didn't know I was getting put into the 401k. And when everyone else was going out for happy hour, I couldn't afford it because I had to pick up a second job or something. 
had I had that 401k match in my paycheck, then I would have been able to afford it. So I lose out. And now I, you know, and, and the amount of money is so you lose out on immediate gratification is what you lose out. I lose out on my lifestyle. So, so what the research is saying is that very poor people aren't going to be able to save so why bother being poor? It, and then what they do is they go further on this in this article and say, okay, five years from now, when I want that 401k and I find out, oh my God, why do I have 401k? I didn't know that. Oh, there's money in there. Give me that. I need that because I'm buying a new house. I am doing X, Y, Z. I'm paying off student loan and they pillage it. And so the author is suggesting they should get rid of the 10% early withdrawal penalty to make it easier to get your own money. It's like, wait a sec. The point is you're saving for the rainy day. You're saving for the future. And if you, if you're just going to pillage it, you're saving for a time when you can't work anymore or right. don't want to work anymore. You're not say that's why you're saving. So, right. You're, you're saving for the, what is Scott going to do? What is this guy Scott going to do when he gets to retirement? If he's never saved for retirement. Well, so that they they address that and they suggest that Social Security is the answer. So they say lower income earners get a higher income replacement via Social Security than higher income earners. So I well, we did a show on this. We did a show on how the progressive nature of Social Security means that the less you make, the higher percentage of your income is replaced by Social Security. And we talked about what's the number? What how much percentage do you need of your income? And we suggested 100% of your income is needed in retirement. And for those at the lowest income levels, Social Security can make up 90% of their income. Um, for those at the high income, maybe Social Security only represents 40 or 50% of their income. And so the idea is, well, if Social Security is going to be there and cover basically everything, don't bother saving, just rely on Social Security, which again, uh, it makes financial sense, right? You can make the case, you can run the numbers, the research and say, yeah, don't bother saving because social security is going to be there. But we all know social security is not enough. Right. It's not enough. Yeah. And and to, to do nothing but rely on social security, where does that put you in, in the standing? So yeah. the case is made then, well, if I'm going to be at the low bracket anyway, I might as well just spend my money and rely on social security. So at least I have some dignity throughout my life and I'm not, you know, living in squalor just so I can live in a little better squalor later. You can maybe make the case that those that are really poor that are not making even like just making minimum wage, maybe they shouldn't be saving for retirement. Mm -hmm. So that's where this could be for the very low, low income earner, which is what younger people are. So you can make that case, but that case is projecting you continuing to grow your income in the future and save later. What if you never get there? Then yeah. you're going to be destitute. I don't like it. I don't like it. Even though you can make the case, you know, that, that social security is going to replace all your income if you're really poor. Yeah, that's fine. But I don't like it. I don't like the delayed gratification lack thereof that this suggests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what this is, is, is for, you know, satisfying instant gratification, uh, which it, it, if you just use common sense and logic, it will tell you, no, that's not the way to go. And once you get to be my age or, you know, in your mid fifties and beyond, that's when you look back and say, man, 
I wish I wouldn't have just blown through money on dumb things. I wish I would have saved it or spent it on better things and saved more because I'd be happier now. There's two big problems I have with this. That is one of them. You, you're not going to be in your 50s say, I wish I would have spent more. Now we have done shows where we talk about regrets and we talk about how people in early retirement should spend a little bit more because when you're in your eighties, you're probably not going to be saying, I wish I had more money now. They normally yeah. say, I wish I would have taken, I wish I would have gone seen the, the pyramids before they got washed away by the hurricane. Right. Right. So, so there is some of that, but to say, don't save in your twenties because you're going to save in your fifties. I don't like it. I think that is a justification for instant gratification. The other thing is, and I'll go back to the comment, which was um, the power of compounding is irrelevant when after inflation interest rates are zero. So what they do in this research is they assume risk-free rates of return, which our treasury notes say, um, and inflation eats them up. So you're really not getting anything. You're purchasing, you're not, but this is a horrible assumption to make. Yeah, You got to assume that if you're in your twenties, you're not going to put it, buy a CD, right? Right. You're not going to put it in the bank. You're going to invest it. And the assumption is now it's not guaranteed. The assumption is that you're going to get a higher rate of return than inflation by investing in the stock market, especially over a long period of time. If you start investing in your twenties and you're investing for 30 years, that's going to grow. If you look at the growth in the market over the last 30 years, even with bumps in the road, like 2008 and this year, 2022, the overall projection, you know, trajectory of the markets has been up. Right. And this is going to speak to the people that started working in 1999 or 2000. Right. Oh my goodness. I've been putting in a 401k and 20 years later, I'm kind of where I was. I would have been better off just not riding this wave and I should have gone and bought the latte or the new car mm-hmm. because at least I would have enjoyed it. Instead, I just sat and watched my accounts do nothing. And that doesn't happen. It just it happens to some people timing. Right. But in the long run, you have to assume that you're investing for the future and you're going to get you're going to get a better return than zero with inflation. So I don't buy it. And I think they know that this life cycle assumes a zero percent return. Of course, if you're going to assume a zero percent return, of course, I wouldn't invest. Oh, well, yeah. Off, you're better off yeah. buying a house. You're better off buying, which is an investment in a way. You're better off just living, spending Mm. money to live than to invest. If you're going to get a zero or negative return, obviously. So the fact that they default the return to zero because of the inflation, I don't like that. I think that's, you know, which is why, you know, for um, young people, this idea of not saving just, you know, I I don't like it. Maybe for older people that are new, maybe you don't invest it. Mm. Maybe you keep it in cash because you're going to be spending it soon. And yeah, yeah, maybe it's better to not save. And we've done the show on that. That's yeah, the we have. Did, which yep. was don't save, just live off retirement and don't because what you who wants a million dollars in the bank when you're 90? Some people do, but for the most part, you'd rather spend it all. So the conclusion is this research may suggest that young people shouldn't save for retirement. This research actually may be flawed, <laughs> like I said, with the interest rates. I would um, say so. I think saving for retirement is a good is a good idea. Shouldn't be discouraged. Yeah. Now, does that make me the traditional 
typical financial advisor, save a rainy day, save 20% of your income, blah, blah, blah. No, I tend to disagree with a lot of conventional wisdom, but when it comes to saving for retirement, I do not think that young people should avoid it. I, I think you're right. It creates bad habits. It, it, it doesn't factor in decreasing wage potential. Um, you know, what happens if you lose your job? Right. Right. Like you well, I didn't save because I saw this study based on a life curve. So I haven't saved anything and now I lost my job or my inheritance fell through. My parents didn't have the money. I thought they did, or I didn't get this influx. I've never won the lottery. So now I'm stuck with no, no money because no I didn't save. Right. And you don't have the savings habit. Oh, you're just right. going to turn it on. You're just going to turn now I'm 45 and now I'm making an extra 20,000 a year than I spend. You're just going to all of a sudden be like, Oh, you know what? I'm not going to spend that 20,000 as I have all my life. I'm just going to say, yeah, you know what? Now it's time to save. And that's typically what happens for a lot of people because it's not because that's the thing you should so do. So at that point, they're going to stop that's living real. where right. at that point you'd have to stop living. And so rather than reach that, hit that wall, where you have to stop living to save or to be able to afford life, uh, just uh, save a little bit, you know, and when you make less, you save less, of course. And when you make more, you save more, right? But you're always saving. And, and you're living and within your means. You're living you're, within your means. Yeah, well, that's another key, right? There. And I think this idea of life cycle is don't save in the in the beginning is basically saying don't live within your means ever. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta keep walking past the record stores and pizza buffets, right? You gotta live within your means. You gotta have some restraint. Right. And yeah, well, I'm talking I about agree. myself, this guy, but yeah. I would agree that in your twenties, Tony, you probably didn't save. Nope. And it's not that you, sure didn't. maybe it's because, and I'm not saying you regret that, but I'm, oh, I'm assuming you don't say, yeah, I'm glad I did that. Right. You're not like, no, I'm not glad the science. I'm not glad I wasted, I wasted money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of it's, uh, uh, educate lack of, uh, financial education, which is what the show's all about. And that's your job. Had I had the financial education back then, and I wish I had, I wish I'd paid attention or cared about finances, but I didn't. And so uh, really it's, it's a lack of education on, you know, 401ks and what they're for and what they do. That's for older people. I, I told myself that until I was 35. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, last year? I don't need a 401k. Yeah. Just last year, <laughs> I figured out that I needed when I started working with you. Uh, yeah. That's been more like eight years, but, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously I wish I had started putting money into a retirement account when I was in my, when I got my first full-time job in my twenties. Yeah. Yeah. And I started saving and I, maybe, maybe the, the problem is the research suggests saving for retirement is the bad idea. And I think what they're suggesting is um, saving in a retirement account with a penalty to, to use in an emergency is a bad idea. And maybe I can get behind that. So, yeah, because at some point you first have to have, uh, you first have to build up at that emergency emergency fund. fund right. Yeah. Right. And so maybe your first years are spent doing that and you're not putting in the 401k because you have nothing. Right. You know, you start at zero. 
Yeah. And you wouldn't tell anybody with no money in the bank to say, you got to start putting all you can into an account that you can't touch for 30 years. That, that does not make sense. That's true. Exactly. However, however, though, I think I would rather somebody not have an emergency savings yet have the 401k match. That's true. The match. It's hard to deny the power of the match, which is free money and compounding interest. So maybe you you have X amount that you're able to save out of each check and you split it between that emergency fund and the right. 401k. Right. Uh, or you do as much as you can to get the match and then. But but even then, if you're young, you know, we normally don't focus on people in their 20s, but it's a whole right. set of other problems, because if you don't have money in an emergency fund and you're in your 20s, I know what you do have in your 20s, uh, mailbox full of credit card offers. Right. right. So right. if you instead of the emergency fund, oh, I've got the 401k match, but I've also run up twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt, high right. credit card debt. That doesn't yeah. make sense. But the life cycle models, which is just that's okay. Take the debt because you'll pay it off later. I would argue you, if you're going to take a debt, you're going to do it in the form of a house, something that's got some equity buildup, which is basically forced savings anyway. And I think people in this country need to look at the house as an asset instead of, um, you know, is this non-touchable thing in retirement? More and more people are realizing, yeah, I need to touch that equity in order to live and maintain my lifestyle. So Um, but again, I think this idea of not saving for retirement in your younger years, you can, I could see where it makes sense. It's not ridiculous, but I also think it's sending the wrong message. And I would argue that you're better off not saying it this way. Just being like, Hey, in your younger years, you're not going to be able to save as much for retirement. So don't beat yourself up over it, but don't neglect the 401k match. Don't neglect saving for a rainy day. Don't neglect an emergency fund and don't squander everything just in the name of, I want to live my good life throughout my whole life. And you know, I want to level things out. No, don't. So I don't like it, Tony. You normally I bring research that is positive and I agree with this one. I just simply don't agree with. Yeah. Um, yep. Well, I agree with you and not with the research. Smart move, Tony. Smart move. He, he, wants, back. he wants back for next week, folks. Yeah. So we'll end it and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.